Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Love connection. That's all it is to me. But maybe I don't know. I'm old school. 
Well, you never know. We're we talk. We gonna talk about it today, and we are gonna see what's going on. Mama, you hang on the line. This is Rodney Perry. You tune in. You know you can see me, Mama. I'm on UStream right now too. You see me? Trying to find it. Where is it? Under RodneyPerry.com. Go to my website, RodneyPerry.com. You can see me. I'm, we we completely live. Boy, everybody calling in today. Hold on, Mama. Hang on. Hey, I got right. I got to take this call. Hey, uh, uh, Rodney Perry, you on the line live? Is this is this my brother? You talking to me? You got damn right. You're the only brother that's on the line. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, y'all, this is the great Ryan Evans currently uh, traveling, gallivanting across the country, doing his thing on the comedy stage. What's going on, Ryan? Nothing much. So, you know, this is a wonderful day when you get to hear the word gallivanting. That's <laughs> a conversation. I like how you do, you do, I like how you do things right there. You get things done. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm trying my best. Hey, hey Ryan, uh, we got we got two greats coming on the show today. We got uh, Cinnamon Love coming on, a, a true porno star, you know. Now, I know okay. generally Mommy is my go-to when I'm doing my co-host, but I think, I think you're going to be my go-to guy today. I'd like to be involved. I'm glad I called in on such a prestigious occasion. I'm glad I'm here. Now I got I got sentiment love and I also got sexy India that's gonna be calling in a little lady later. The, again, bona fide porno starras. You understand? <laughs> starras, I like <laughs> Russ. You understand me? Now, with that, man, before I get into the show, I got to shout out what we got going on. Of course, the Never Deny, Never Deny Improv Workshop is going down at the uh, Green Room. That's every Wednesday at 2 p.m. It's an incredible uh, afternoon of work, and you can go to my website, click on my tour dates, and you can you can register for the class right there on the website. And then we signed up for the Tom Joyner Family Reunion August 30th through September 3rd. And that is Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. I'll be in Orlando, Florida. Then Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Mocha Restaurant and Lounge, September 7th and 8th. And then November 9th, November 9th, laughing down the aisle. That's um, uh, November 9th, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then uh, Ryan Evans, Johnny Vans, and myself will be in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at the Levy Funny Bone, November 23rd through the 25th. And then uh, we got we got a bunch of other dates. Y'all check the site. A lot of crazy stuff is going on. Hey y'all, when we come back, I got my first guest on the on the line. She's got her own radio show. She she's a, a author. She's a, a advocate for safe sex. She's doing it in the industry. When I come back, Ryan, you ain't ready for this. Ryan, you ready? I'm trying. I'm trying to let it So let me give you a reggae horn. Hold up. Play goddamn horn. Anyway. Ryan, when we come back. There you go. Thank you, baby. When we come back, <laughs> up to my girl, Miss Cinnamon Love. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. Hey, y'all. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Let me get my first guest on the line. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm so excited. I, I'm, I ain't never been this excited and dressed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Brooklyn's own. TV personality, Playboy TV personality, radio 
personality. You may have seen on HBO where she did her thing with the Pooh Nanny Poets. You may see it hear her on Sirius Satellite where she pop in on Shade 4 or 5 from time to time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like pornography, <laughs> if you like to ever, if you ever been naked, if if you if you love to love people, then you gotta love cinnamon love. Cinnamon, what's going on? Ah, uh, that was really sweet. <laughs> that was a really sweet introduction. I might have to take you on the road with me sometimes. Hey, I'm down like four flat tires now. Now you you are um I mean you know we we can't talk to cinnamon love without talking about sex. Right. And you know what? I, in my research, looking looking you up because I don't want to ask you the typical questions, you know. But but what I what I really uh, impressed me or was interesting to me is that I was watching your show. Uh, that's DTFRadio.com every Thursday night, midnight to two a.m. I yes. was checking out your show, and you spoke about being a daddy's girl. Oh, most definitely. Talk to most me definitely. about cinnamon love, the daddy's girl. Oh, my gosh. Um, I am definitely a daddy's girl, like, for real. My dad was, um, you know, amazing. Actually, you know, for the people that didn't that didn't tune in on the show last week, I talked about, um, you know, I was lucky enough to have both my dad, my, my biological father and my stepfather, you know, raise, raise me. So, um, you know, I had two dads, and I was really spoiled growing up. Um, spoiled, but at the same time, like, you know, I was instilled with a really good work ethic, and I was given a lot of opportunities a lot of other um, people that I knew didn't have. Um, you know, my dad was, you know, before I was allowed to date, I had to learn how to change a flat tire in a pair of high heels, and I had to learn how to check a spark plug so that no boys would be, like, pulling the plug on the spark plug and have me stranded on a dirt road talking about the car wouldn't start. Um, <laughs> when I was, like, 14, my dad took me to take my first flight lessons so that, you know, I wouldn't be impressed with, like, just, like, you know, I wouldn't be easily impressed. Like, I used to, we used to do daddy-daughter dates all the time so that I would, you know, we could go out to restaurants and just different things so that I would have a better idea of um, what it means to be, um, to be catered to, and the types of things that I could get, I could attain for myself as well. Not ju- and and so that some guy couldn't just come in, and you know take me to the movies and buy me McDonald's and get laid. And so, so I mean, and I have, I come from a big family. I have a lot of sisters, and and you know we were, you know, my dad was married several times, and um, you know, so I have eight sisters, and we all are daddy's girls, and you know, right down to you know, my dad passed away like five five years ago. Um, from lung cancer, and it's like, you know, I'm such a daddy's girl that, like, my sisters and I, we used to, like, you know, we took turns, like, laying in bed with our dad and, like, you know, when he was sick, and um, because that's that's how close we were with our father. Like, he was, you know, he was a really good, you know, he was a really good person and, and you know, spoiled us rotten and treated us good and right all that good stuff. But, yeah. So, so, so now, you know, that brings me to the obvious next question. Sentiment Love, adult film star, Fetish model, professional dominatrix, yes. writer, radio personality, single mom, three teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How did you even get into the adult industry? I started in the business when I was in college. Um, I did my I did my first two years of undergrad at at Santa Monica College. 
um, I was going through a divorce. I graduated from high school really early. Like I started, um, I graduated from school when I was 16, and I took eight months and followed the Grateful Dead up and down the coast of California. And then um, I got married, and, you know, I was a hippie chick, and I got married to this guy, and he was like twice my age. So by the time I was 19, I had two toddlers. Um, They were six months and a year and a half, and I was 19, and I was in college, and I wanted to finish school. And I found out very quickly, um, you know, for anybody that's gone through a divorce, you know, with kids, it can be very, um, it can be a daunting undertaking. And in California, it was like I couldn't take my kids out of the state of California. While California is not a game. No, it's not a game. They basically, literally, like, during the course of our divorce, my ex-husband filed a restraining order refusing to let me take my kids back to Michigan where I grew up. Um, so that I could be with my family and I could finish school and I could have help with my kids. And so I was stranded, literally stranded in California with two kids and, you know, two mall jobs making $8 an hour and wow. trying and carrying 13 units in school. And I was spending four hours a day with my kids. The daycare and sitter were alternating between, you know, taking care of them. And, you know, I found that welfare was not going to give me enough money. Like, I had a $775 a month rent-controlled two-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica, and welfare was like, you're going to have to move because we're only going to give you 400 and some odd dollars, and your rent has to be, like, less than, you know, 60% or 70% of that or whatever. And for me, like, I grew up, I mean, my, my stepdad and my dad both worked for General Motors. My mom worked for the city, and she's a Methodist minister. And, you know, I mean, I grew up in a home and, you know, with... And, you know, with you're a preacher kid. I'm a preacher's kid. Um, but, you know, I grew up in a home with family that worked. And, you know, the idea of going on welfare just wasn't, didn't appeal to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know that that works for some people. And, you know, had I been home in Michigan, I probably would have, you know, with my kids and had people that could help me. And, you know, I probably would not have ever gotten into the business. But I wasn't. I was in California, and I really didn't have a lot of assistance. So um, instead of, you know, for me, I was like, you're going to give me $400 a month, and I'm supposed to pay rent with that? Where am I going to live with two kids? Like, I'm supposed to live in the projects? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like and not to say, like, and there's nothing wrong. There's, you know, people that do it, and they, that works for them. But for me, it didn't work. And, um, you know, I started looking for extra jobs and um you know, I was an extra on a couple of mainstream movies, um, and, you know, I I thought, you know, oh, I can maybe, maybe I can be like an artist model, because, you know, I'm a hippie, so I was like, you know, oh, I can go pose for some artist class and make extra money, and... Right. Um, you had to be already pretty comfortable with your with your body and, and who you were sexually anyway. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I had, um, I was never really, you know, I mean, I... I was an early bloomer. I grew up in Michigan where there's nothing to do. I mean, you're in the South, you know. It's like in the well, in the, in Michigan in the wintertime, all you do is fuck. Like, that's, you know, that's, what, you <laughs> right, that's, that's what you do. Like, you know, and my, my grandparents had a farm. Uh, my, my father's parents had a farm. And all of us 13 grandkids would be out there in the summer. And, you know, and when you hit puberty, you know, you stop playing football with the boys and you stop climbing trees and you stop – you know, like, you know, fishing in the lake and you start having sex. So I would say, and that's just the reality of growing give me, up. Give me this, Cinnamon. What? Uh, you're a daddy's girl. What's the conversation with the family, or, or do you have that conversation at some point? Like, when do you let your family know, like, hey, this is what I'm doing now? I let my family know right away. I, I actually, I told my family 
probably three months into my being into the industry, and that was only because um, I knew that my dad had magazines. I knew that he got magazine subscriptions. My stepdad had magazine subscriptions, and I shopped for Hustler magazine, and I didn't want him to have a magazine show up at the house and I was in it and he didn't know. Right. And I knew that and I knew that my parents had you know, I knew that my dad had um you know, my stepdad and my and my dad both, they had, you know, you know, this was back when before you could really block the channels on your you know, on your cable. Right. You know, back when we had the big giant the giant big screens that were like two hundred pounds. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I knew my da- I knew my parents had, you know, the, the, the erotic channels on, on T V and I didn't want anyone to accidentally come across it. And my parents always told me that there should be nothing in life that you ever do that you're so ashamed of that you can't tell us. Because if you can't tell us, then there's no reason for you to be doing it in the first place. So I told my parents right away because for me it wasn't a mission it wasn't about um it wasn't something that I was ashamed of. I was doing it to support my family so that I could finish school. And my my parents, you know, my mom was was obviously upset and she was, you know, she cried because, you know, you don't you don't you know, think about your kid becoming a porn star. But, you know, and my, you know, my stepdad was like, you know, and my stepdad's been my stepdad since I was eight. So he's my, he's my dad, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, but he was like, look, I mean, and he was, you know, he was um, a raconteur and an MP when he was growing, you know, he, he did all kinds of stuff yeah. when he was in his twenties and his, you know, teens. And, he, you know, he, he, he gets told, it. He he got it, and he said, you know, and I actually, I came out as being bisexual at the same time as I told him I was doing porn because I felt like, I was like, well, they might as well know that I had sex with this girl on camera while I'm telling them, while I'm telling them, let me just tell them everything. You hit them with everything but the kitchen sink in one day. I did, but I I, I needed to do that because I didn't want them to to, um, to be surprised, and I didn't want someone else to tell them what I was doing because if they got it secondhand, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 38 and you know, I'm sure you remember playing the game telephone when you were a kid. And it's like, by the time the message gets to somebody from somebody else, from somebody else, from somebody else, the whole mission has been changed. The whole conversation has changed. So for me, it was an issue of let me make sure that they get it from me so that they have the facts so that they're not surprised when somebody else tells them. And nobody else can tell them something they don't already know. And I feel that way about everything, you know, with, with my, even with my kids. Like, I, I'm like, let me give you the information direct from me so that nobody can tell you something that you don't know. Um, and so, you know, as I told them, I said, my, my, my stepdad was just kind of like, he asked me a bunch of questions. He asked me if I was doing drugs. He asked me if there was some guy that was making me do it. He asked me, you know, they wanted to make sure that I was okay and you made this choice independent of any exterior pressure. Right, exactly. And, you know, and I explained to them that this was a financial decision on my part because if I didn't, I was going to have to drop out of school and, you know, welfare was not going to give me enough money to, to to take care of me and my kids and that this was a conscious decision that I was making. And his he gave me the best advice I had ever gotten. He said, well, I just want you to remember, I want you to save your money treat this like a business, and remember that you're not going to be able to make money with your body for the rest of your life. And that was the best piece of advice that I could have possibly have gotten from anyone in or outside of the business because it, during that process, it made me, I was constantly, throughout my career, and I've been in the business for 19 years now, and I've gone through several evolutions in my career, but it reminds, I constantly was able to remember that, that, you know, there always has to be, um, 
another something else that I'm that that's going on. Like I have to constantly, you know, create new businesses and constantly, um, you know, change how you know what I'm doing, how I'm doing, um, evolve so that I can stay in the business and continue to make my mark and continue to earn a living. Because most women in this industry, you know, regardless, not just porn but sex work in general. They don't have. There's such a high turnover rate. Women, they burn out. They get involved with drugs. They get involved with guys. They lose all their money. They do. You know, it's there's there's so Is much. There, there's not a lot of success stories, I would imagine. No, there's. I mean, there these days it's a little different. I mean, when I started in 1993, it was you know the turnover rate wasn't as fast because there weren't as many women in the industry. These days, women are staying in the industry. You get some that stay in the industry a, a lot longer. You get a lot more that the turnover rate is still high for a lot of women, for most women. Um, but, I, you know, most of the women that get into it, they're into it for the fast money, and they don't really, you know, it's much like athletes and rappers. You, okay. when you When you take somebody from, um, you know, less than ideal circumstances or someone that has no money and no education or little little money and little education and you hand them a shitload of money at 18, 19 years old and they don't know the first thing about filing their taxes and they don't know the first thing about hiring a financial advisor and they don't have the right people in their corner, they will go through all their money. Wait a minute, it's, you got to pay taxes to have sex? Absolutely. God absolutely. Okay, okay, Cinnamon. Ooh, I mean, this is Roddy Perry. You tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're on the line with Miss Cinnamon Love. Um, Cinnamon, well, Cinnamon Love, I want to say your whole name right. 250 hardcore films. Um, what's the difference between film number one, and I'm talking about you and film number one, versus you and film number 225? How different were you? Um, definitely different. I saw a movie that I did um, in, like, the very first girl-girl scene I did. And I had always been bisexual or bi-curious, rather. You know, my first kisses were with girls. Um, you know, I, but I had never really, and I had, a, I think a girl went down on me when I was in high school, but I had never reciprocated, and I just, I didn't really have a lot of experience with women. And when I saw... Like a couple of years ago, I saw the very first movie that I ever shot with a girl. Her name was Vanessa Chase, and I did not know what I was doing. I was so scared to stick a dildo inside her <laughs> because I didn't want to hurt her, and I had never really, I had, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I mean, but the big difference is, is just the experience and the comfort level, and you know, and you you start to learn a lot more about you know, what makes you look good on camera, how you look good in, you know, you know, you, you learn, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself and your body and, you know, what, what types of things you can wear or how to do your makeup and how to do your hair and, and you learn, you just learn, you learn a lot. And, and, and a lot of it, it doesn't have to do with the number of movies that I've done, it uh -huh. has to do with age. It has to do with age. You know, it's like at 38, I'm a completely different woman than I was at 19. You know, I'm more comfortable with my body. I'm more comfortable with my sexuality. I'm more confident. Um, and I think that that shows on film. Um, whereas at 19, I was just a 19-year-old girl that was just having sex. It's still the business of young people, though, am I right? No, not anymore. Um, the, you're fine, uh, in the last, like, five to eight years, we've seen a lot more women getting into the business in their 30s and 40s. Um, you know, the the, Ameri the American Pie phenomena of the MILF 
um, right. you know, the mom has made it to where women are getting into the business later in life um, and having a highly successful career. Um, Milfs and Cougars as a genre is um, extremely profitable, and you know, and we're also seeing a lot of former stars, like big, big name stars from the from the nineties, um, white and black that are coming that may have taken like a you know, ten year hiatus that are coming back into the industry now. Um, primarily because the money is so much better than it was back in the early nineties. And I'm also sure. the and also the um you know, 'cause the the industry's grown. You know, when you have you know, oh, no, hold on are, cinnamon love now mm-hmm. is, is there still the the opportunity to make the money, I would imagine that with the internet and people uh, consuming so much free pornography, that right. that that would put a a cripple on the industry like like the record industry. But that's not true. Yeah. No, it absolutely has the, the 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 adult industry, and it's not just the adult industry, but the adult industry and the film, the mainstream film and TV industry both kind of delayed in attacking. Um, in users for pi- when it came down to piracy, and we're starting to see on both sides of the fence um, companies, you know, um, film companies, TV, you know, film companies, TV companies, um, you know, and porn companies all like suing in users, like Mega Upload when they were taken down a few, you know, last year because they they were one of the biggest purveyors of piracy when it came down to porn. So you know, we're seeing a lot of that is starting to change. The industry has has did not, you know, much like the music industry with Napster in the 90s, the porn industry thought that they were invincible. And we're starting to see now um, it's it's very difficult for the business to recover. Um, people are definitely affected. Their bottom lines are affected. People are not making as much money as they used to. The money is still there. Um, but the big difference is that with the Internet, um, stars, men and women, are now able to diversify their income a lot better. Um, there are phone sex sites like Verified Call and a My Free Phone site and, um, and Night Flirt where stars can go on, you know, can set up profiles and they get a phone number and fans can call them on a pay-per-minute basis. Um, but whereas in the 90s, you know, phone sex was, you know, with anonymous women who you didn't know what they looked like, now you can actually talk to porn stars that you know and, and the money goes direct to your bank account. There's no, you know, the the only um middleman. Yeah, you I mean, well you you still have the middleman of the company the, the site that you're on to, you know, as a credit card processor and they still take a percentage, but it's a it's it's passive income that you don't necessarily have to, you know, go on film for. And then we're also seeing a lot more porn stars doing webcam. It used to be that like phone sex operators and webcam models were totally separate from porn stars. Now, porn stars can offer web live webcam. They can, you know, I can book a scene with let's say a really famous white star that I might not get booked into in a in a movie with, but we can decide to have sex together on my webcam or her webcam and we can make money directly, you know, and that the consumers become, you know, they can pay us directly. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole different you brought up an interesting thing. What's it like being a black woman and is there racism? Oh, there's absolutely racism. I mean, racism, you know, it's it's no different. You know, the porn industry is just a is just a, a, a smaller, you know, it's a, a microcosm of the rest of the universe, you know, the rest of the world. So of course there's racism, just like there's drugs and there's everything else. Right. But, you know, it's all about how you um it, for me it's about perspective. And, you know, there are companies that I've refused to work for because their product is very racist. You know, I'm not interested in 
in doing a blow bang, which is a, a like a it's a like where let's say a girl is giving blow jobs to like five or six guys. I'm not interested in doing that with a bunch of white guys that are wearing Confederate flags. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm not interested in shooting a movie with you know shooting a scene for a company that you know referred to one girl's one black woman's boobs as if you cut rerun stomach off and stuck them on her t- on her chest, those would be her tits. Wow. You know, it's it's the the passive that passive aggressive racism that that exists on some companies' websites for sure, or some companies' movies for sure. You know, I have a choice as you know, as a woman and as a performer to either work with them or not. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't have yeah. to shoot with somebody. Like, and and part of it is the fact that I am older and I have been in the business longer and I can call my own shots and I don't have an agent that's pushing me to shoot scenes in order to just you know just to make a check. And right. I think unfortunately, you know, because there are a lot of younger women that get into the business, they get caught up in stuff like that because they don't realize that they can say no. And what's, you know, uh, what's the pressure for you to stay fit, like to stay in shape? Is that your oh, own personal pressure? Or is, does the industry pressure you that way? Or, and, um, and is that the same for black women as it is for non-black women? It's definitely not the same for black women. I mean, there there is a big marketplace these days for women that are BBWs. And, you know, and, you know there was a time when I gained a lot of weight, I, you know, and I was a, a little bit heavier, and everyone loved the fact that I had gained weight and my ass was bigger and my hips were, you know, were bigger and my butt, you know, my, my boobs were bigger. And a lot of companies liked that. And there were companies that wouldn't have shot me before that wanted to shoot me because I was a bigger girl. And, you know, but I, for myself personally, I didn't like the way that I looked. And when I got to, you know, when I was a little bit bigger, when I was like 10 or 15 pounds bigger, it was one thing. When I was like 30 pounds bigger, I was like, mm, I don't want to shoot right now. You know what I mean? It's like I'm just not comfortable with shooting. I don't want I don't want to put myself out there. Um, So it's you know, but the industry there's definitely I mean these days there are a lot of individual niche markets that didn't exist in '93, '95, '97, or even 2000 because the industry has changed Um, and the industry now markets a lot better to individual niche market. You know, they've come to the directors and producers and distributors have realized that there is a marketplace for everybody. So if you like midgets wearing purple nail polish, they will shoot midgets with purple nail polish so that they can get your money. Um, unfortunately, hey, hey, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Cinnamon Love. Oh, my God. Now, we, we talked about fitness. We talked about the business. Now, I, I did a, I did a run on my, uh, my Twitter page called Ask a Porn Star. So it was some people that hit me up and asked some questions. I'm going to shoot them out to you. Give me your quick answer, all right? Okay. Okay, uh, was your interview for the job hands-on? <laughs> no. There has been, um, it's funny, there is a casting couch in porn, just like there's a casting couch in mainstream. But for me, I was always like, I am not sucking dick to get a job sucking dick. Like, that does not make sense to me. The job is sucking dick. Like, why do I have to blow the director to get a job? And, and to me, and there, it's unfortunate that there are a lot of people that fall for that, or girls that think that if they're you know, fucking the director that they're going to get work. But directors only have X number of movies that they're going to shoot every month. So they can only use a girl. They can't use a girl in every single movie that they put out. So it doesn't do them any good to blow the director or bang the director just so that they could, you know, try to get a scene. Uh, Are are your moans, 
overdubbed. Are my what? Are your your sounds, your your gas, are your your sex noises, are they overdubbed or is it really you? No, it's really me. Really me, definitely. You can, look, look, everybody, I'm looking. I got my I don't believe you face on, Cinnamon. You telling me it's always you? Yeah, it's always me. Always. Now, is that something you had to fight for, or is that, is that just what it is? No, that's just what it is. I mean, you know, porn is, is you know, the way that we shoot, it's not as sophisticated as people would like to believe. Even on the biggest budget sets, they're not, you know, you're you're not going into editing and taking out the sound and popping it back in. I mean, you know, there, there's a little bit of that when it comes down to editing the scenes if, if you're editing multiple camera shots and stuff, but it's, it's all the same, you know. You have a, you know, a boom mic there, and they're recording your audio at the same time while they're recording your video. Right. All right. All right. All right. Last question, and and I, I think I know the answer to this. How how safe is it really for for the actors and actresses in the industry right now? Are you talking about HIV and STDs? Yes. Okay. This is not a short answer. Um, you don't there? have any short answers. Uh, cinnamon love. I know, I know, I know. Um, it's kind of difficult. It's it is safe. It is safe. It's not the safest. Mm-hmm. It is safe. Um, there, since I've been in the business, and like I said, I've been in for 19 years. There have only been seven individual instances of people contracting HIV wow. in the 19 years that I've been in the industry. The first that's I mean I mean you know you know we send our prayers out to those families that lost people but yes. that's a well, that's a great number no for died. 19 years. Yes. And and no one has died. Everyone not not in the straight business. In the in the straight side of the industry, there have been seven cases. There's only been two cases where other people contracted the virus from patient 0. Hmm. The last two cases of people that contracted HIV both got it from outside of the business. Um, you will hear stories on the news about people that got it. The last page, the last one was a, the last two. The one was a woman, one was a man. The the man did both gay and straight porn. The woman was a swinger in her personal life. Um, neither her boyfriend nor her any of her sexual partners in the business contracted the virus from her. The the guy, none of his sexual partners in the business or outside of the business that he reported got it from him either. So the industry has had in the past um, safeguards in place in terms of being in terms of notification for the industry, and um, you know in case someone tests positive for HIV, right? And and um, that way they could you know quarantine the patient zero, retest him or her, and all of their their partners going going like three tiers. Um, that way, no one it doesn't spread you know, within the industry. And it's a voluntary quarantine. It's not something that's been, like, you know, mandated by law or anything like that. Um, but the, there's been some some changes. There's a, an organization that's been really pushing for mandatory condom use in the business. Unfortunately, what's going to happen with that, and, and this actually goes up for ballot in Los Angeles in, um, in November. So okay. people should really know about this. Um, there's a, a condom law, like mandatory condom law for porn, um, that's coming up. Oh, your site, you support a, a black condom company. 
I do. I, I support a black condom company. It's, actually, it's a minority-owned condom company out of New York um, that actually gives back a big percentage of their proceeds to um, to HIV and STD um, um, testing in the community as well as sex education in the community as well. So, And I also work with a company that, um, out of Dallas called TKNO that does a mobile HIV testing service as well for, for people in the privacy of their homes. Um, but but people but people should really know that they should look into this this new law that's coming up for 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 back, you know to vote in LA because what's happening is like if you are a married couple that's monogamous and you have sex on film even if it's in your house using your webcam and you're not having sex with anyone else the new law is going to state that you have to use a condom um, they are in order to do that on camera. So, oh, that, that's going to mess up me and the wife, Paige. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Right. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We are getting in. We're talking to Miss Cinnamon Love. Cinnamon, i got to thank you so much for coming on today. Um, your show, Sex, Love, and Hip Hop, is off the chain, DTFRradio.com. Uh, you're, you're at Cinnamon Love. That's at S-I-N-N-A-M-O-N, Love, on Twitter. And, yes. um, and the Facebook page is uh, Sex, Love, and Hip Hop. Anything you want to leave my audience with before you get out? Um, I want people to just have fun, be safe, have great sex, and, you know, and love the one you're with. That's it. Get it. Thank you so much for coming on today, love. Thank you. Gentlemen, love. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. When we come back, when we come back, y'all is not ready. Sexy. India is on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to be crazy. I hope y'all ready for this. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What else you want to do, baby? It's, it's going in right now, right here. Y'all don't want to miss it. Stay right there. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. <laughs> hey, Ryan Evans, man, we just got off the phone with Miss Cinnamon Love. Man, what would you think of that interview, dog? That was that was deep. I learned a lot about uh, the partner. That she's very smart. She know about money. I'm, I'm gonna need you to put your clothes back on while we're talking to, to sexy India. Though. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my shirt on just in case. You never know. <laughs> now, Ryan, what's your what's your type of porn? I know mommy is listening, but you know she's grown. She know what we do. <laughs> uh, I like good wholesome porn. No, I mean. Uh, I don't really have a preference. I really don't. I'm all over the place, you know. I got a couple sites I tend to go to. They know me well, and uh, yeah. They know you well. That's hilarious. Preference. Hey, before I bring this lady on, I got I got to do this, Ryan, because not only is she a bona fide star, and I told y'all. I think they use the actual word porn star too loosely. There's a lot of people did one movie and they call themselves a star. Let me tell you something. I'm talking about when I first saw India, she was on a video game, and I was trying to play poker to get her undressed, and now she's a bona fide superstar, star, star. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a song I'm about to play for y'all right now. It's called Dream Girl, and it's by my girl, Sexy India. You say you've been a fan for a long time. You like our movies? 
Smith song. It's called That's What I Like. Is that you yes. singing lead? Um, actually, we're all on the verse. We all sung lead on the verse. That's Don singing the ad-libs in the beginning. So, okay. But on the verse, we're all singing um, on the verse. So, yeah. Get it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. I am talking to Sexy India. That's India Morrell. Lovely yes. India Morrell. And, man, again... Talk to me about the adult film industry. How did you get in? How did I get in? Um, If you would have told me a long time ago, Rodney, years ago, like maybe 13 years ago, that I was going to become a porn star or even into the porn industry, I would have probably cussed you out, okay? Um, So, you know, that definitely coming from music and and doing other stuff, porn was not on my agenda at all. I even went to college. You know, I went to school. Um, even being in music still, I, I still attended school. So, you know, porn was not in my, my realm at all. I didn't I didn't want to do it. And for some reason, like, you know, when we, we ended the Harmony Innocent group, you know, I had a bad experience. Like I said, I started early, and I didn't know nothing about music contracts and all that stuff, and I had a bad experience. So, you know, I still wanted to be within the entertainment industry. And someone approached me on Venice Beach in Los Angeles, and they asked me, you know, they were talking about the, the industry and that they can get me in and you can make a lot of money and this and that. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever. But I took his card because I said, you know what, I might have some people that I might can push away. And we kind of went back and forth and talked for like six months. And finally, one day, I actually went on set with him, and I saw the industry. Like, I thought it was all ghetto and messed up and unorganized. Like, the set, like everything was organized. People were nice. It was, you know, professional. So I was like, wait a minute, hold up. So <laughs> that's what kind of happened with me. I kind of, it just happened. Like, I didn't plan to go into the porn industry at all. Like, it wasn't a plan for me. So Now, now you're, you're a lovely lady, dark, yes. dark skin. Yes, yes. Uh, slim. Yes. Slim physique. Has that played in your favor or played against right. you, uh, right. as you as you make your way through this, this life? Um, I think when I was in, I came in um, 98, and I was in industry after that um, for 11 years. I think it played in my favor because a lot of the fans, to me, a lot of the people who buy porn um, are a lot of white guys. There's a lot of white guys. So a lot of white guys definitely like girls my size. But then even the black guys who like girls like me, you know, they're the ones who buy the, the 49.99, you know, DVDs at the time. So I think it played in my favor. Because you know they like my 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 petite shape, so right. it was good for me. Maybe not now because you have a lot of um, BBWs and and other stuff like that that's coming to play, which is okay. Because what I think it that, should be. What fun. is a BBW? Big BBW is big beautiful. Don't be acting like you don't know. It's big beautiful and wait, what is it? Big beautiful and wonderful. I don't know. Hell. That's what I mean. I don't know what the W is. I'm like, what the fuck is the W? What is a W? Maybe you should have asked Cinnamon that because I don't know what the W means. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I got to Google the W. Okay, so. Right, Google the W. We're going to find out. (laughs) We're going to find out. Right. Madeline, find out what the W means. That's my assistant, Madeline Smith. She's on the line. She's helping us out. Uh, Okay. So you you have the the chance meeting on Venice Beach. You get into the game. and. Now you tell me if this is true or not. As I as I watch you in in in, in your work, yes. it seems like 
you had rules. Like, like I would notice that guys that would perform with you would always have condoms on. Is that a rule yes. of yours personally? Mm. No, you know what? I would work with guys without condoms, but I was you're very right. I was very picky with who I worked with. If you notice, I worked with Mark Anthony, Mr. Marcus, Alexis, and Steele. A lot of the same guys, at one point, people thought Marcus was my boyfriend or Mark Anthony because I will always pick the same guys. I would. It's a lot of guys out there that I've never worked with because I'm very picky. Like, if I see that you're a little too loose in your personal life, like, for real, on set, like, we can't get down because, you know, I got to make sure that, you know what I'm saying? One, I'm healthy for my personal life. Like, when I go home, I'm still in good health. Like, you know, I can't just work with anybody that's nasty and just running around the whole industry because, you know, sometimes you don't know what people do after work. So that's what concerned me, you wow. know, what you do after work. So, yes, my list of who I don't work with was very long, like who I don't work with. My list of who I do work with was very short, so I, I worked with the same guys. So, you know, and if you were new – I would do a condom because it was, you know, somebody I didn't know. So okay, yeah. So so wow, that's 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 really interesting because I I never really considered that you you kind of have a choice over who you do scenes with. Right. Oh yes. They. I mean, some girls tell me that they're put with um, certain guys. Like, oh, I have to work with. I'm like, you have to work with somebody. You don't have to work with nobody. Like me, I think that it just depends on the girl. Like, if you go in there and say, look. I'm not working. This is who I work with. Let me see. Before I even go on the set, I would ask a list of who's available, like who's, you know, who's on the, who's going to be your cast of guys. And because sometimes they will put you with people, but I, I will just say, no, let me see who else you got, because I don't work with that person, you know. But sometimes they will, like, put you with somebody, but girls who probably don't say nothing, then they're just stuck with somebody. But I never get stuck with anybody I don't want to work with, so. Because I'm going to tell you right away, look, it ain't happening. <laughs> if you want a good scene, you better put me with somebody I like. So Does there have to be some sort of chemistry there? Or it has to be, yes. Are you just professional yes. and you just like, we're going to make it no. work? But can I cuss? Yeah, cuss it. Wait, I don't want to see. No, because your mom is listening. No, I have respect. No, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm not hold on, hold on. Let me put off. Mama, India being respectful. Yes, I'm not gonna, I was raised right. I can't do that. Hi, Mama. <laughs> hey, baby, let me tell you, Rodney is a trip. He crazy. I <laughs> was listening to oh, at age 13, ran my phone bill up to $30, him and his phone. Oh, my God, Rodney. Hey, 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 enough of that. Bye, Mama. <laughs> I'm just, just Wait, hey, oh, I'll, I'll tell you all this quick story. So, so back in the day, before yeah. the 800 numbers, you would call the New York number the the phone sex. Yeah, yeah. One two, but I didn't even know what an area code was. This is how stupid I was. And I was calling two one two, and they would be hello. Hi. It was recorded, oh, but you would you would get excited. I was so excited, and and I got right. that phone bill. My mama got that phone bill in. Boy, let me have it. Two hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Right. Let me have it, but yeah. So, so India, man, I, the lines is going crazy. You understand me? Mm-hmm. The lines is going crazy. You mind taking a couple calls? I sure don't. Damien, Damien, you on the line with a uh, sexy India? You got a question about porn companies? What is that? Okay. Well, the question I got is, um, I've bought over seventeen thousand dollars worth of film equipment. Uh, my wife is a, a actress and she's trying to break into the industry. Okay. She's done like one thing and I want to know how do I go about booking legitimate talent because the whole thing that I want to establish is legitimacy. 
So I want to hire, like, established actresses and actors to work right. with my wife. Okay. Um, okay. That is going to be a little, I mean, some girls are very, like, um, funny working with companies that are not really established yet. It just depends on who you're going after. But sometimes, you know, you kind of want to go after the companies that, you know, have done um, more films. Like, if you guys haven't done anything yet, it's going to be kind of hard to get established people. That's just my opinion. Mm. So you might want to do some more work so people can see it and see what you guys do. And then you can go after more of the bigger names. All right. Like yeah, the I'm going to question, Dane. All right. Okay. Hey, so, so, like, uh, hey, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a couple of actors, you know, they're doing plays and stuff. They might come, regular mainstream actors might come. Hey, listen, <laughs> you already, listen, you already, listen, you're, at the end of the day, it's all about money, you know what I mean? Like, as long as right. all of the drug, drug and disease free, like, at the end of the day, it's like, right. money is well, money. If, you pay, so, if you're paying a rate, I'm just talking from my experience and myself. Like, me, I would be like, I wouldn't do it. It, it wouldn't matter if you paid me my rate. It's just because I don't know who your company is. That's my opinion. But if you're right, you might get such and such, you know, to do it because you got the right money. So, hey, right. I would just go after them. Go find their Twitter, get their emails, email them. Why, why not try, you know? So, yeah, hey, hey, don't, no, you need to fail you, but try. Uh, Andrea, right. you got a right. question for Sex Ender. You on the line, Andrea? Yeah. Hey, hey, Rodney. You know I'm in class with you. What's up? Um, What's up, girl? You know I'm not. Um, I wanted to ask, right? So, like, Sadie's okay. trying to do it, Sadie's trying to do it in the butthole, right? How do you, you get do that You doing anal. We call it anal. Anal. Yeah, okay. yeah anal, not the butthole. <laughs> question, Andrea. <laughs> okay. I wanted to know, to know, like, how do you... Start the anal, like you know, start the process okay. where it won't be like ripping up the ripping the anal. you up. Have you tried it before? No. Okay. What I would suggest, because I love anal. Oh, Mama, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> gonna go to hell. Oh my God. No, okay. Not. Okay, cover your ears, Mama. Okay. So what I would do is, I would suggest to go get you a toy, a nice size little toy, and start off by yourself. Get some lube and relax. Get on your back. And, and just, like, push it in a little bit. Maybe if you, lo- you know, loosen up a little bit, you have to relax. Just That's the key word. Make sure you don't eat no cheeseburger, no pizza and all that stuff because, girl, that's crazy. Okay? So make sure you clean. Yeah, it's going to all come out. Make sure you're clean and, and you just get that toy and you get on your back, relax, breathe, and just, you know, play with yourself and get comfortable with yourself first. And then once you get somebody that you want to experience it with, I would say do a position that you're in control. You know, like okay. I will only do positions I'm in control of. So he's not just, you know, taking advantage and doing his thing. So you are, right, right. right. So, but how but, would you do that? Like what is a comfortable position to get in? A like, comfortable like, position for me, it's like um, like on your side, like say the spoon position, and you, oh, okay. you control it. So you control right. it. You can put your hand right there in the back by his stomach, you right. know, when you're stopping him, and you yeah. let him go as far as you want him to go, you know? Okay. So... That's what I would do. That's what my advice. Uh, Let me know how it goes. Oh, yeah, I will. I that's, will. That's, okay. that's Dollhouse Radio. You can you can holler at Andy personally if you'd like to. Wait, good good call, Andrew, and, and I hope uh, hope your booty hole is happy. Oh, well, eventually it will be, I guess. You know. Right. Right. I see you in class on Wednesday. I'll just ask you to be asked. I love. Hey, hey, India. Now, now, yes. Now you tell me what your thought is on this because. Okay. I'm old school when it comes to anal and all that. I'm like, to me, if a dude is always trying to get anal, that's telling me that he might like Mm -hmm. anal with other people than women. Okay. 
So is um, is, is that true? No, not necessarily. It's just a guy who likes anal sex, and it's a lot of guys out there, and I feel like as long as he's doing it with a woman, he's not really wanting a guy because he can be doing it with a guy. So if he wants anal sex, it, that's okay. As long as it's not like, okay, I choose it over the peak. I don't want to say for him. Okay, Rodney. You know, as long as he's not choosing it over the other thing, you know, like he likes it more. Right, yeah. vagina. So, well you know. said. Hey, James, right. you got a question for Miss Andy? You on? Oh, yeah, basically, man, I don't have a question. I have a comment. Come you know, okay. all the adult stars out there. Uh, I went to school with Jay Cannon, if you're all familiar with him. But anyway, my whole thing is I want people to understand that adult film stars are not what they used to be. They're advancing. Right. They're very intelligent. They're business right. women. Yes. You know, because that's the whole stickler about exotic dancers. You notice I didn't use the word porn star, and I didn't yeah. use the word stripper. Because things have advanced. All people need to understand is when you hit their Twitter, don't be saying how much is it to do this, how much is it to do that. They're human <laughs> beings at the end of the day. They have families. They're human beings just right. like you. Right. You know what I'm saying? A shout out to you. I love your music. I've been a fan of yours. And a lot of people Thank don't you. know you was in the H to the end zone music video. I want to put that out there. <laughs> right. She's a real hip hop head. Harry Anson, I respect that, man. Love right. Hey, James, thanks for the call, man. So, so. India, talk to me about just just being real. Like right. I'm sure you you like any other celebrity, you get recognized. What what are your fans like? My fans, you know what? I have great fans, Rodney, because like even from my transformation from porn to back to going back to music, they rock with me on everything. So it's like India, we believe in you. Like you know, you gonna do acting next, whatever. We gonna rock with you because that's how much you know. That's how down they are. And I think my fans, like he said, the, my fans usually when they come to, you know, our signings, if it was an avian appearance or whatever, they're nice, respectable guys. Like, it's not what you think. It's not like they got they, they stuff out and, like, suck it in India. Like, you know, when they write me on Twitter, it's all respect. Like, I love your stuff. I got respect for you. And I think it's really how some of these girls come off. If you come off with class, it's not what you do. My mom taught me that. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And I think that's what it comes down to. So the men will follow because they, you respect yourself, and they're going to respect you too. So that's what it is. Now, now we we had Cinnamon Love on earlier. I asked her yes. what was it like when she had the conversation with her family. I'll ask you the right. same question. Yes. Like, did you have have that conversation? And yes. if so, what was it like when you said, you know, hey, mama, dad, or or uncle? Mm. I'm about to do right. this. Well, my dad has been, like, out of my life on and off. Like, for years, he was a drug addict. So I really didn't have my father. But I did eventually tell him. Um, but my mother, I came home the first night, the first movie I ever done, I came home that same night, and I was in tears. And I told my mom, and I was, like, crying, like, oh, my gosh. Like, mom, because, you know, I was raised, uh, you know, raised in church, you know. And this was far. Like, no one thought that I would ever do this. So it it was really a big thing for me. And me and my mom are so hair. She did hair. Well, at the time, she did hair. So you already know Rodney in the hair shop gossip. I had to tell my mom. (laughs) It was no way. I could not tell her. So I told her in case somebody recognized me and I didn't want, I wanted my mom to be able to speak up for me. So I told her the same night. Yeah. And what what did she say? She was was just like, um, you know, you're grown. She was like, I, you know, I, I don't like it. My mom's never been a cheerleader for this industry. She does not like it. She don't want to hear about it. 
But she, one thing she says, she, you know, she respects that she saw what I did. You know, she was like, you always, you know, I came in and I came out. Like, you know, some girls come back when they're 40. I'm like my early 30s. I don't have no intention of coming back. I came in for what I came in for, and I'm done. You know, I'm doing other things now. So, and respect to my industry because that's where I come from. And my mom, you know, so she, you know, she's just proud of me of me leaving because she, she does not like the industry at all. So, I can only imagine. Any mother is going to be like that. What's right. what's the what's now? I, I, it's very rude to ask people what they make. I hate to ask people right. that. But right. what's what can a person hope to make right. in the industry? Because I hear people talking about the money, but then I, mm-hmm. I hear other people saying it's really not that much money. Well, so what what, yeah. what is the money? It depends on who you are. Like I heard your last interview. I just think that it depends on the person. Each individual girl is going to get something different. So like me, I was contracted for a few years in my career. And I don't talk about how much I was signed for, but the amount that I was signed for for six movies for the – I did six movies a year um, and, like, I think 12 appearances, half the time I'm just sitting at home and I'm making money. So, wow. you know, I don't know about anybody else. And then I had a toy deal. So it's like every girl is going to get something different. You get what now, I'm saying? Are there, are there residuals in your industry oh, like, yeah. like I would get for a film? Definitely, definitely. It's residuals, and if you set up your deal like that. Like, some girls rather have the upfront money. Sometimes, most of the time, it's not offered, though. Like, it's very rarely offered because they rather just pay you than right. give you residuals. So, you I understand and, and that. And the producer but, walk away with the lion's share of the money. Right, right. But it's been a few, I, I can say, a few minds that I did set something up like that, and I actually, I get paid still off of my toys, so when somebody buys it, I do get money from that, too. So, you know, I mean, you just have to be smart. It's a lot of girls who come in this industry, and they don't have a plan. And I think in this type of industry for fast money, you got to have a plan. you got to be smart. you got to come in with some type of plan, you know, to come in and to exit and to keep making money when you exit. So Now, it's still a male-dominated field uh, in terms of behind the scenes. Right. Um, can we look forward to, you know, Sexy India producing maybe or no. creating anything no. for the industry? No. I don't have no, no, because I think I moved on. Like, I'm, like, I like what I did in the industry, and I respect it. I respect the people there. I love a lot of people there still. But I think it's time for me to move on to other things. And it's so, life is so short that you don't want to get stuck in one thing. I want to do so many other things, Rodney, you know. And that's why, like, you know, my book, my books I'm writing right now, I have a memoir coming out. I released a book last year. It was a, um, a erotic novel. And, you know, I, I want to move on to more things. It's more things, you know, that I, I think I can do. So I, I definitely, I, I don't have time. It's like you, if you're going to produce, you've got to put all your energy into that. So I definitely want to move on to other things. You, you, you have definitely moved on and moved on in a big way. Your radio show, uh, Dollhouse Radio, yes. what was your brainchild for that? Why start that? Oh, I started that because of a couple fans. A couple fans wanted me to do some type of diary are like a Ustream, and I was like, well, I don't think, I don't know. So, and somebody suggested a radio show. I was like, wait a minute, I like to talk. So <laughs> we tried it out just like a trial. It was just like a, for fun, you know. And we started in 09, and like for my first show, we got a lot of people listening. So we've been on since 09, and I'm very proud to say that, like I said, once again, the fans, they follow everything. If they like you and respect you, they follow everything. It don't just have to be adult stuff. It can be anything if they like you. So, you know, I, shout out to everybody who tuned into my show, who bought my books, and, you know, who listened to my music. Thank you guys so much. She's a radio host. 
She's a, a, a adult film star. She's an <laughs> author. The name of the book yes. is Seductive Company. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the live, Rodney Perry Live. I mean, this has been the most incredible show. I got to shout your Twitter out. She's Sexy India. And if you want to hit on Facebook, it's at uh, I am India Morrell. I am India yes. Morrell. And you can listen to our music on Reverb Nation. That's India Morrell as well. India, yes. any words you want to lead the, lead the people with? I just want to say shout out to you, Rodney. Thank you so much for bringing us on today because a lot of people, you know, sometimes, you know, they're so old school when it comes to porn stars. And I just want to say thank you for giving us this opportunity today to come on and talk to our fans and to your, your crowd, too, and your fans. So thank you so much. And shout out to your daughter. It's her birthday. It's so my shout out to her. Birthday. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, let me put Ryan, my brother Ryan Evans. Ryan, you on with India. Ryan what you got, Evans. <laughs> hey, India. This is a very insightful interview. Hi. Thank you for coming on and sharing your experiences with Rumble on the show. Very nice. Thank you. And shout out to Mama, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> shout out to Mama, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to even bring home. Mama, you, you got to get out of here, Rodney. I got one question. Go ahead. Is there anything that you require on set? Like some people like green M&Ms or something right. like that. Is there anything <laughs> that has to be there? Um, Anything that would have to be there. If I'm working with a girl, I definitely want to make sure that she's clean. So we want to make sure she has the girly items on set. So I need oh, the right. Massengill, okay. the Massengill, you know, stuff mm. like that, the fresh stuff to make sure just in case she needs to wash before we do a scene, so. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you very much. That's not a given, Huh? That seemed like that would be a given to me. Is that not a given? No, it's a given. No, it's a given. Most of the girls I worked with, I'm not going to lie, they've all been clean girls. Everybody knows they're coming to a set, and it's so personal. You know everybody's coming clean. But, you know, you had a few. It's been a few. <laughs> I can't name names. But it's been a few where I had to go to the side and call the director and say, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm not working with her. So, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can, can, you give us, can you give us one one behind-the-scenes exclusive? Oh, God dang, we dropped India. What the shit, Ryan? Just now India? We dropped India. God dang it. Maybe she'll call back in. India, call back in if you can. man. But either way, it's been an incredible show today. Mama, did you learn anything? Are you about to uh, join the porn uh, industry? Uh, uh, Lord uh. have mercy. I'm going to pray for y'all. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's a billion-dollar industry. Somebody watching. I don't care. I ain't going to watch it. All right. Well, you, you, I don't know, Mama. You be over there by yourself sometimes. I ain't watching that crap. I'm over here typing a sermon right now. Please <laughs> <laughs> speak. All right. I ain't going to lie. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, with Cinnamon Love um, and, and Sexy India, two two of the stars in the game, when you think of porn star, who comes to mind? What old school person comes to mind? Old school porn star. I ain't that old. <laughs> I mean, well, what's your old school? Uh, my old school, uh, one of the first ones I saw, this lady, what was her name? Her name was uh, Beautiful. Beautiful Dior. It was the best thing ever happened. <laughs> it changed my life. Hilarious. That's my old school. Hey, wait a minute, Ryan. I got 
got to bring this fool on. One of the coldest comics in the game from Buffalo, New York, Steve Wilson is on the line. What's up, Steve? What's up, Wilson? Yeah, that's right. First of all, I just want to say this is the greatest show I ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is Zach Packard. I've never listened to radio or porn and watched it at the same time. That was beautiful. It was in stereo. I'm listening to her talk and watching her do her thing. It was beautiful. It was a moment I'm I'm very proud of right now. You you all right. <laughs> man, Steve Wilson, man, you got you got a lot of stuff going on, man. What what's what's happening in your world? What's your what's your uh your Twitter, your YouTube? Well, my Twitter is uh, I Steve Wilson. My what? YouTube is I Steve Wilson. Letter At I? I Steve Wilson. Yeah, the letter I. Is there another Steve Wilson? Man, it's a whole bunch out I'm, there, man. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And they yeah, they, so they, they, they left you the Ebonic version. I Steve yeah, Wilson. Right, right. <laughs> I, right, right, right. 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 So I Steve Wilson. My 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 YouTube is. Uh, Comedian Steve Wilson, because somebody asked Steve Wilson. I mean, I got a common name, brother, you know. But, yeah, I got a lot of things going on, man. There's a lot of things going on. I, I booked a national car commercial, so you're going to see me driving around, you know. You know, the do you, we you do out here. Did you have to cut it off? No, actually, that's what they liked. They wanted me to keep the beard. Incredible. Yeah, I was in shock because I was like, "Hey, I just because they asked me, they like, you want to shave it?" I was like, "Man, if y'all gonna pay me, this thing is gone." And the director, the, the hey, director hey, see, like, man, no, I, I appreciate it. you got some crazy funny videos. If y'all want to see some funny videos, let me tell you something. Go to comedian Steve Wilson on YouTube. He's off the fucking chisel, and his uh, he's at I Steve Wilson on Twitter. Ryan, you are at what? I am Ryan Evans. Am I right? Yeah, I am R I O N Evans, Ryan Evans. I am Ryan. And I'm gonna need Ryan. I'm gonna need Ryan to perk up. I'm, I'm not liking this real laid back. Yeah, and I'm watching it too. The NBA got on the phone. He got real tickets. <laughs> 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 hey, we got a couple more was... minutes. If you on, if you want to talk to me, if you want to talk, hit the one. If you're on the line, hold, and you want to talk, hit the number one, and uh, we'll get you in here. You can chat with myself. Ryan Evans, Steve Wilson on the line. We got a couple more minutes before I shut the show down. It's been an incredible show today. Thank you to my girl, um, uh, Miss India, Miss Sexy India, and also to Cinnamon Love. Oh, my God. What a great day. I'm about to go up and uh, get on my um, my iPad and, and, and look at these ladies. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to show some support. The whole show, the whole show <laughs> Yeah. What'd you I'm think, video. I said, I'm going to watch the video and show a lot of support, too, and then smoke a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do before we get out of here. Uh, we lost India. I wanted to make sure we, show, we we played her song. So this is her song, y'all. It's called Strip. And when I come back, we're going to close the show out. Hey, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. This is Rodney Perry Live. Woo!
for the strip. I want to see that one girl that's up there putting on a show. Right, right. You want my money? Well, you know, I got. I bought money for you to get, and I get it. Go you get know, it. Go get it. And put on hey, the hey, show. Hey, man, thanks for coming on today, man. I love you, man. And say, say what's up to the fam. I sure will, Rodney. Oh, man. Hey, y'all, it's yep. Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm about to bring in another star. If she wanted to, she might have could have went to the adult industry. She got the right physique, the style, the panache, but she decided to go mainstream. Ladies and gentlemen, actress extraordinaire, Tangerine Martin. What's up, Tangerine? <laughs> You're right. You know I love porn, and I could have easily been in that industry. I loved this topic today. You had a great, great show. I just had to call in and give you some props. <laughs> mad love and mad respect to you, sis. And and the show is still on Bounce TV. Tell the people about the show. Oh, okay. My mainstream TV sitcom is called Family Time, starring Angel Conwell and Omar Gooding. And uh, Corey Holcomb is in it, and uh, Richard Gann, and the mama from Martin, Gina's mama. And we have a real good time. My character is Rachel, the lipstick lesbian, so I have a lot of fun on there. And the whole show is produced and created by Benley Evans, who did the Jamie Foxx show and the Martin show. So you know it's going to be a hit. Yeah. Now, what, what would, if you could ask a porn star anything, what would you ask? Mm. If I could ask a porn star anything, you know what? That's a really good question because... How do they keep the smell? Um, I, oh, okay, here's one. How do they go about dating in their regular life? Can they date a mainstream person or does it have to be another porn guy because there's that jealousy of, are you moaning for real? You know what, that's such that a that great is. question. I had that written down, but I got kind of sidetracked and, you know, I, I, I had my lotion. But anyway, but, <laughs> yeah, God dang it. Good question, Tangerine. Well, I'm, I'm going to hit their, their both of their, their Twitter feeds with that, and maybe we can get an answer for you, and, and we'll, we'll give it back to uh, probably next week. Okay. Because I always wonder, hey. just in case I ever need to, you know, make some side money. You never know, man. You know, apparently there's a lot of money to be made. Thank you so much for calling in today, y'all. It's been an incredible show. Whatever you do, do it the best way you possibly can. This is Rodney Perry wishing that all your comes – Come hard. <laughs> Be good, y'all. Tell <laughs> retarded. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Celebitenimple.com. Watch Rodney Perry in it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.